Welcome to this week's Happiness by Choice interview, where we interview experts from around the planet on the topic Happiness by Choice. Welcome with me, Johnson Chong. He is a self-mastery guide for progressive professionals, and his passion is in helping people navigate challenging crossroads in their personal and professional life. He does this by integrating mind, body, and spirit practices to guide people back to truthful alignment to their purpose. He's the founder of Sage House, a studio of mind, body, and spirit alignment in Singapore, where yoga, pilates, meditation, and spiritual coaching is available for self-development. Listen in to what Johnson has to tell you. Sure. Okay. Hi. Hey, Johnson. Cool that you're here. Um, tell me a little bit about you and how you help people achieve happiness in their lives. Sure. Yeah. Hey, Stefan. Thanks for inviting me for this call. Um, I am a self-mastery guide uh, for progressive professionals. So basically what that means is that I help people align to their truth, uh, to their own truth, not my truth, not someone else's version of what they think their truth is in the most agendaless way possible. Um, so basically what I, the work that I do is an integration of mind, body, and spirit work, meaning that I help them get in touch with their body through yogic meditative practices, get them more in touch with uh, how they are moving in their mental in their mental capacities, like how certain thoughts are formed, um, and then noticing if they're kind of thoughts that they want to keep or not keep. Um, and then we work in inner development, so developing a connection to the spirit, which basically means connecting to the breath and connecting to the wisdom that we innately have. Okay, wow. That's really deep. <laughs> and I guess this is one of the things where you have to start to really align yourself with a happier lifestyle. Sure, yeah. I'm not a big fan of the word lifestyle. Uh, lifestyle yeah. implies that it's something that, it's, um, that is done. I That's true. feel that things are... We're, we're perfect as we are in all of our imperfections. And really, actually, a lot of the work we end up doing as adults is unlayering all the crap that's been laid on top of us and yes. once that extra stuff is gone we can be more fully aligned with who we really are mm -hmm. um, so for me it's more of a, a state of being it's allowing us to be surrendering to yeah. what already is there as opposed to forcing a style of being onto what we already are yeah that's true uh, would you say it's like a daily choice you have to make uh, it's like you say it, right? It's not something done. It's not, you say, this is my lifestyle and it's just something that I can't change or I only change in a very slow, prog uh, not progressive way. But when I can choose every single day how I am, how I think, what I want to be, that makes it a little bit different, right? Sure. I believe we choose it until we no longer have to choose it. Yeah. Until it flows and it becomes natural. Mm -hmm. I was just talking to someone about... Uh, energetic flow and how our energy waves go up and down. A lot of it's also about listening to where we are. For example, I was, before this talk actually, I really felt like I needed to nap and lay down because they, my brain was really foggy. It was not functioning in the way that it needed a function and to do anything. So I honored that and I listened to my body and I gave myself 15, 20 minutes to just rest. Uh, and it's just how I am this week. And I feel that when we, when we push ourselves, when, 
we're not ready beyond our edge, right? we all have our own edges and limits, then that can be a little bit unhealthy. So I think in the pursuit of a more holistic lifestyle, uh, for the lack of a better word, we need to listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds really good, yeah. So happiness is a huge topic, right? And, and a lot of people misunderstand the, the phrase or the term happiness in, in general. They're like searching and looking everywhere for something that makes them happy or fulfills them in some way. But honestly, that's something that is short-lived, right? And doesn't keep very, yeah, very long in your own life. How would you, or what would you suggest someone to do to find a lasting happiness? Well, in the, so in spiritual tradition and in like universal wisdom, uh, even if you look at Buddhism, happiness isn't something that is meant to last. Happiness comes from duality, meaning that there's a, there's a negative charge and a positive charge and a battery, right? So there's, it's either going to go plus or minus. And so happiness comes in waves. And so for me, Uh, if if I understand that and I know, for example, like my physical body waves where it's like, oh, I'm really tired now. I need to take a little nap. Mm-hmm. I honor that. I, I'm not going to be completely inspired all the time or completely creative and like banning, like everything's coming out. Like, oh, I'm going to write it and, and create. Um, and so if I honor and recognize that, then I'll come to a place of wisdom and understanding. And I think that if we honor our wisdom more so than trying to pursue happiness. Happiness will just flow. And then when we're, when we understand that, then it's more about uh, bliss. It's called the bliss body. And, and bliss is kind of an upgrade of happiness because we know that even though in our human life of doing work, whatever, taking care of the kids, that our waves of happiness may come up and down, but ultimately the pure essence of who we are is, always blissful and it will never change and so if you just trust in that mm-hmm. and you know whatever it is that's going on today like the energy whatever the, the clouds the weather it's really you know the weather is really thick and hazy here like it's kind of the whole environment's just kind of crushing on me yeah. so if i just remember like i'm bliss and allow it to pass right this too shall pass then then all will be well eventually yeah that's great and it It helps you a little bit to understand that you don't need to feel this enthusiastic happiness and blissful all the time because you know you are that and you can just dial back into. Like you said, you just need to listen to the moment, right? It can be that you're so tired that you need to lie down and sleep, no matter what time of day it is, right? It can be just, you just stood up and you notice, oh man, actually I should sleep half an hour more and just lie down and sleep in half an hour more. Some people can't do that, right? They have jobs and, and other things that keep them in an... Uh, certain state and um, that um, becomes a little different or difficult but they can still choose to have a lunchtime early and take half an hour from this one hour to sleep sure i mean now you're talking a little bit about management and how when we make choices in yes. our lives where we're let's say in a corporate structure or doing something that's not fully aligned to the cycles of the natural rhythms of the body then mm-hmm. then i mean that's a choice that you have made You made that choice. <laughs> um, and a lot of people, especially in Singapore, they'll say things like, no choice. I'm doing it because there's no choice. It's like, yeah. there's always a choice. Of course. Uh, you, you chose that job. You chose that way of living. And so if we're talking about management, which is not what I'm interested in, I'm not really into like managing um, mm-hmm. and finding little tricks. Um, but that, 
but of course it is a it's a step towards moving into full alignment with our our truth um then we have to make sure we have moments where we can take care of ourselves if that means taking an earlier lunch break or leaving you know a longer gap in your lunch period to go do a meditation practice somewhere, sneak off and then come back. Right. These are choices we could make, right? Uh, maybe your bosses won't like that, but more importantly, we want to take care of ourselves so that we can be more productive and more creative and more passionate about what it is we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know some people that would refuse to take sick days because it goes against their belief system of what a work ethic is. Um, But if we actually stop to listen, and if you actually need that day, maybe you're not like having a flu, but maybe you need some time out to touch base with your feelings or um, like the world is moving too fast and you need a day off, I think Mm -hmm. that's healthy and go for it. I think absolutely right. And a lot of people misunderstand um, the term happiness in sense of I have to do whatever I have to do to keep everything running and putting themselves into this mental state of pressure all the time until they break, because there's only so much you can take physically and mentally. And then we wonder why so many people are depressed and running in search of the newest gadget to buy to feel a second happy. And I think it comes back to the internalization of, like you said, you are bliss and you can choose to take care of yourself and put this love into yourself first, because at the end of the day, you're the only person you're with the whole time of your life, right? Yeah, and you said something really interesting about gadgets and people constantly trying to keep the machine running. And so if we think about waves, like the waves of an ocean, right? Things constantly go up and things constantly go down in nature. This is the rule of nature. It's what goes up must come down. And so our energy moves in waves. And if we're constantly trying to create this really massive big wave and we're trying to sustain it, so we're putting all of our attention and energy to it, at one point, it's going to come down because this is the law of nature. Yes. All successful entrepreneurs, big business people know this when they've lost millions and millions of dollars. And then from there, they recover and they go up. And I think when we come to a place of equilibrium, we then understand like, oh, okay, I'm not meant to be riding this humongous wave and surfing up here because that means there's going to be a lower dip in the wave, which is what we call depression. Mm-hmm. People crash here. And then that period becomes longer. So balance is really about riding the up wave and the down wave like a skilled surfer and knowing like, oh, okay, I'm done with this wave. I'm going to go back out to sea. And then they ride the next wave and they keep coming back. And it's paced. It's about rhythm, timing. And, and then when the day's over, the surfer's not out there still surfing. The surfer goes home and rests. Right? And so if we look at our lives and our projects and all the things we're passionate about with the analogy of surfing energy waves – then, then if we're in alignment with that, we should be quote unquote happy. If we're not, and we're trying to create this like false thing, which is this, oh, this high all the time. Mm-hmm. It, it's the same as what, you know, alcoholics or, you know, people on drugs are looking for. They're constantly looking for this high. And yeah. so people who are workaholics um, and, and their type A personalities and perfectionists have that same thing. Like they're looking for that, that high that they think ambition is going to bring them. <laughs> right. So, yeah. And at the end of the day, it's really not helping. And that's, that's actually what you're pointing out here. And I think that's super important to understand that you need to um, dial into your own flow of your life. Right. And then just listen to them, what your body is telling you, what the environment is telling you. 
And that doesn't mean you need to give up uh, control. Or any, well, who has control really, right? And that's anyway a wrong assumption that we control anything uh, but our own thoughts and decisions. But then it comes back to this again. We can decide to be happy no matter what. Even we are on a low um, point at the moment. We are in a depression. Um, not mentally depression, but maybe in a state of depression where the business goes down or you jumped over for the next um, whatever upgrade on, in your business life. Um, you didn't uh, get the next salary raise or increase this time. Wh whatever is going on, right? You can still choose to just say, hey, I'm, I'm still me. I'm still healthy. I'm still cool. Uh, everything is blissful, basically. And I can choose to be happy with what I have and then see where it takes me to grab the next wave and ride the next wave for a moment. Yeah. There's a yogic word in Sanskrit called santosha, which means contentment. And I yeah. think contentment is a word that sometimes gets confused with indifference. <laughs> and sometimes when people feel, I felt this before for sure, because I'm very much a go-getter personality and I want things done and I constantly yeah. feel like I'm racing against a clock and then I have to remember wait, let me stop and be grateful for what I have achieved. Yes. And, and contentment really is the balance between taking action and kind of being lazy and hanging back. And so we, it's, again, that middle point that we are looking for. Um, and that, that's where we can, we can really not burn out if we're, we're in that middle place and being content with what we have. Okay, I didn't get my raise this time. Um, I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing because that doesn't define me mm -hmm. and I'm going to move on. Yeah, well, you say something so important. A lot of people define who they are, what they think and how they feel based on outer results right, they're getting, right? They didn't get the raise. They didn't get the A grades and, and their studies. They uh, were jumped over when there was a lottery or for speaking in front of people and nobody was picking them. So, and they define their own self-worth based on the results they're getting thinking then um, they are not worthy, negative, or whatever, right? Creating this vibration inside of them that attracts more of stuff that's pulling them down. And now they're in this negative cycle, right? So how would you... Well, <laughs> yeah. well this is how our culture, especially modern culture, has conditioned people. Yes. You, like, you look at, uh, I think I was looking at a video the other day of how they educate people in Finland with yeah. games and with interaction that's not based on grades. I'm not sure if that's entirely correct. There might be some level of grading, but it's not to the point like I grew up in New York, right? So, yeah. and I went to a very academic high school. And so we get rewarded with a higher grade point average. We have valedictorians. Those are yeah. like the leaders and the shining example of, of our high school population, right? And so the, there's the varsity, you know, sports teams. There's, you get scholarships when you perform really well and, and are like a top athlete. So everything in our culture is pushing everyone to be at their best. Yeah, at the top, right? Alone, basically. <laughs> yes. And so you're all up here at the top of the mountain by yourself and you feel really lonely and you kind of want to hang out with the rest of the people down there too. And I mean, we're not meant to stay at the top of the mountain all the time. I mean, that's, sure. that's, that's really lonely. And so, I mean, you see celebrities having mental breakdowns and things like this because they've achieved that level of fame, recognition, and they're at the top. Um, and this happens with many people who have risen to great heights. Um, and so we as a society, and we really need to learn how to be content with what it is that we've achieved. And when we hit that target of whatever we think 
we are or whatever we associated with who we think we are, then it's time to redefine ourselves. Okay, now I'm off to, I'm going to now try my hand at this, or I'm going to go off on a spiritual journey and spend the next year on retreats for myself um, or whatever it is. I'm going to spend the next year building boats. Uh, Maybe you don't have that many hobbies, right? Whatever it is. But if we stay up there, we'll also get depressed because then we flatline. And the whole point of living is moving through these waves. Yeah. I think I can't remember who it, it might, might be um, Kevin Pates. Was it who said about, he had this beautiful story about the, he kind of yes. looked over at the, uh, the, the life the monitor, monitor at the hospital. Yeah. And it's, it's that it's like life is the, this up and the down way. And as soon as it flatlines and there's it's no done. adversity, we're dead. Yeah. Life's over. Exactly. So, so enjoy the ride, enjoy the wave, enjoy the ups and the downs. Be happy. Be depressed. I love my depressions. That's where I recover. I'm not. I, I don't go into a. I think what we consider depression in a clinical way is when it's a prolonged period of. But we all no. go through many, many doubts, many depressions. Yes. We, we just have to react differently to it, or not react. Don't react to it. It's like, oh, okay. I, I need to recuperate. I need to regenerate. So let me just chill and be okay yeah. with that chilling. Exactly. And that's, that's really beautiful because that, that's what it's all about. You can't force yourself to constantly be happy. And choosing happiness doesn't mean that you push yourself to excitement levels all the time. I mean, life will happen to all of us all the time, right? Things don't go your way all the time. And even if it would, it would be boring for you very, very, very fast. <laughs> and so that's that moment where you have to just, I think, understand, accept, and dive deep and say, yeah, well, yeah, now it's a low time. Now it's a bad day. Now, now something happened. I, didn't want it's over right it's done all right and i i cope with whatever is going on i accept my anger my frustration my loss whatever is happening i feel it i allow it a moment give it space and then i move through this thing and decide differently decide to to smile again decide to okay uplift myself a little bit every day a little bit more and to be back on this contentment where, where i understand good and bad happens both equally, and they always keep themselves in balance. Universal law, like you said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I come from a background of theater and acting. That's, that's where I, that's what I got my bachelor's in. I went to acting conservatory. And, yeah. and if you think of life as this game that we're playing or this show that we're performing in, it's like that we adopt a role when we're at work. Yes. The moment we believe that we are that role is when things go a little bit askew. Wacky. <laughs> I've had moments where uh, I remember sophomore year of acting conservatory, I got really confused as to my inner emotional state and the emotional state of a severely depressed character. And I was in the midst of a very emotionally climactic scene. And I got so lost in that depression because all of a sudden that character and me became we got, we got lost together um, and I got lost in that depression and I, I was sobbing and crying and I was down on my knees like in this place where I was feeling it wasn't me playing the character anymore I was the character and then there, there was um, there was no uh, discernment as to what was real and what was not real and that was a dangerous moment where my acting teacher kind of stopped the class no one could touch me and they kind of slowly brought me back because psychologically I went somewhere else and I think most people, I mean, even if you aren't in theater, can relate to that with their work, that 
uh, I am my work. I am what my boss tells me. I'm all these labels that have been, you know, decided on. Like I'm this banker, so I have to do this, this, this. This is how I eat. This is how I dress. This is what I, you know, this is what I drive. This is how I behave. These are the kinds of people I hang out with. Yeah. And as soon as we get lost in that, we forget about the other parts of ourselves that are so magical. Like, what else makes you passionate? Do you love music? Like, can you be silly and fun sometimes? Like, all these other parts of ourselves. When we forget about that, uh, we get lost in this role. Yeah. And how boring is it to, like, play only one role, all one life. show, for your entire life? We're so much more colorful than that. Yes, Absolutely. And that's a beautiful description of how we take on something that is not us and basically condemn us to feel bad about our life and don't even know where it comes from. And I don't know who was that. Was it Jim Carrey who said um, depression is our higher self getting tired of the role we are playing? <laughs> I like that. That makes a lot of sense to me, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yes, for sure. <laughs> So yeah, so it's it's. I think the happiness by choice is also the choice to be who you want to be at any given moment, and that can change multiple times a day or over a couple of weeks or months. However long you feel okay with who you are and who you want to be, and if you don't want to be this character anymore, you can change. Now I used to say also to my clients is uh, every day you wake up, you wake up a different human being. You have a new life. So choose what you want to do with that. Yeah, I had a, a teacher, a voice teacher once tell me that we change the different ways that we intone our words around on average 77 times a day, depending on what it is that we want from a different person. So if we're around a bunch of kids, we, we won't talk to all the kids in the same way. They all behave differently. And so we behave differently depending on what it is we want. We might talk to our boss differently from how we talk to our lover because we want different things from these people. Sure. And so... We're constantly playing different characters, whether we know it or not. And if we can make a more conscious decision as to what kind of role we want to inhabit in our daily interactions, that will be a game changer for our, the way we live our entire lives. Because then we know like, oh, okay, I need to step into this board meeting with my lawyer negotiating hat and I need to be really uh, scrutinizing about all of these, you know, dot all my I's, all my T's, because that's the role I need to play. The moment we believe that we are only that, or we get attached to that, is, is the dangerous point. Because then we have, to, we have to go home and be like a sweet lover and you know, take care of the kids and all this kind of stuff. Um, and so that, this comes down to ego and identity and attachment to our identity. And so it, it's just, that's another uh, aspect of happiness. When we, when we start to attach, attachment is a huge Eastern concept. When we yep. attach to material things, but also when we attach to ideas of who we think we are. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow is a different day. I don't know who I'm going to be. <laughs> you know, um, I don't know, but I know this today. I know this is what I'm working on today. And I will probably work on this project tomorrow, but my attitude towards the project will be totally different. Yeah. I'm, con I'm like constantly writing right now. I've had this 10-week program where I'm teaching these instructors on how to facilitate meditation. Mm -hmm. But every week is different. I can't, I cannot deliver what I thought I was going to deliver two weeks ago yes. today. I, and it can't, it can't happen. And when we get stuck in a, and attached in that way, 
what we deliver isn't fresh and what we, and it's going to be mechanical and it, it's yeah. going to feel like it's just like opening a book and reading it. I can only deliver from my experience of right now and how I relate to right now. Yeah. Um, and if we approach everything in life, our work, our relationships, everything, then happiness will naturally just flow in because we're not thinking about it. We're not looking for it. It just exactly. arrives. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it arrives from an inner choice, right, that you make because you, you say, okay, I go with whatever is coming my way. I, I know I have the skills. I know I have the knowledge. And if I uh, encounter something where I get stuck, I know I can get the knowledge and the skills that I need. Because I have anything, anyway, everything I need inside of me already now. And so there's no such thing as getting stuck. There's just um, maybe a roadblock that you have to overcome. You have to build a ladder to get over and make a tunnel to get down, down under. Whatever you have to do, right? <laughs> Find a way with that. And yeah. that's, that's the beauty of it. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> so yeah, happiness is a huge concept. And I think you know, what people have to understand most and foremost that is that they have to start taking care of themselves, that they have to start with loving themselves and spending a little bit of time really only with them, maybe five minutes a day, doesn't matter, in silence and just digging deeper and who they are, what they think they are, what roles they play and become conscious about the, the beauty of their life, no matter where they are. At. Yeah. I know it's easier said than that, done. Oh, yeah. You know, it's of difficult. Course, you know, I mean, I think... A lot of, I think the, one of the major things is stagnation that yes. prevents us from feeling ourselves and instant gratification. So mm -hmm. in our culture, as part of, of, of the corporate ladder climbing, uh, we're conditioning people to be stagnant physically. So they're in front of computers all day and they're doing these, these, these uh, kind of almost, you can almost be mindless doing some of the things that people are assigned to do. And so when people are not stimulated and they're physically just stagnant, we lose our ability to connect to the physical sensations in the body, a.k.a. emotions. And so we lose the feeling of, oh, I, I can't feel my lower back anymore. I'm sitting in this chair for like 10 hours, but I get this thing done because I got to get paid. Um, and then what that translates to over time is physical back pain. I have so many clients coming in, they don't even actually know where the different parts of their body is. You yeah. tell them to touch their sit bones or their sacrum and they touch their knee or something or their thigh. And it's shocking what you see is because people are that disconnected to their physical body because they don't want to be in touch with their emotions. And so that's where I think the conscious physical work through yoga, through Pilates, through gyrotonic is really helpful as a self-care technique because it builds the bridge between movement and your mind and also connecting the gap between that. And then eventually that gap of movement and, and thinking about the movement becomes feeling the movement. And when you can yeah. start to feel the movements you're doing, you can start to feel what you're feeling, your emotions. Yeah. And so we can definitely talk about this. This is so important because it stimulates our mind in the way we're talking about this topic. Mm -hmm. But the now people need to go find activities that get them to feel what we're talking about. Yeah. And that's, awesome. that's where it's at. <laughs> that's so cool yeah there's a lot to do i mean i i'm bet we can talk all week about this and it's a great cool topic that i guess uh, um whoever listened in now had uh, gotten already the one or the other idea and the tip to what you can do or what you can do to move closer to this state of bliss that you mentioned to just being content in their own life and that's really cool so thank you so much for your inputs and that <laughs> yeah thank you so much for inviting me 
Yeah. Ooh, have a great day. All the best. Alrighty, bye. That's it for this week. Happy I've been here. I hope you got some amazing input from this interview. And be here again next week to another interview for Happiness by Choice. The Happiness by Choice series is brought to you by Digital Life Enhancement. Stefan Loga, the world's first digital life enhancement expert. And I'm happy to hear you next week again. Bye.